Hi, I'm Wendy. I'm Debbie. Welcome to Nourish Noshes. We're so glad you're here. It's so funny, isn't it, how we as women don't even know what the definition of menopause was? We had to look it up. <laughs> well, that's because it's a little bit confusing. And, and some people, as I've just discovered recently, haven't even heard of perimenopause. And so what's the difference, right? That's the confusion, I think, too, is when people are like, well, menopause. And I think people refer to menopause when they really mean perimenopause or, you know, so we just thought we'd want to clarify some things. Yeah, we think it's interesting and curious time of life, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Define it because menopause is usually what people say, but there's a, the definition is a very short period of time. Yeah. And it's actually more of a phase. You know, it's a process, but the actual definition is that it's the final period, the final menstrual period, which you don't even know is your final one, right? (laughs) but it's got, it's the final one. Um, what it's, and it's confirmed after you've missed your period for 12 consecutive months. So a year. So you don't even realize, realize you're in menopause until it's over. And then you're in post-menopause. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that period of time between your last period and a year, you're in perimenopause. Correct. And right. the time before that, the time before that is perimenopause, which overlaps with menopause. And that's the time when things start getting a little wonky. <laughs> yeah. And wonky is such a perfect word because first of all, we're all different. Yes. Well, maybe even first of all, we're all going to go through it. Yes. And and we're all different. So every woman will go through perimenopause, hit menopause, and become postmenopausal. Correct. And there's a huge time span, usually somewhere between 40 and 55, 56, 57 And it can start as early as 40 or even sometimes some people even a little bit earlier, although that's rare, and it can go to 58, 60, and that's kind of rare too. But, you know, there's usually an average somewhere around 50, 51, 52. That's the average time that it's happening to most women. And hot flashes. Why even have, why are hot flashes even a part of this? And that is all a part of the lowering of estrogen. And that's exactly what the process of perimenopause and menopause is, is when your estrogen, which is at a certain level when you are fertile, starts to go down and down and down and down and down. And that whole process of it going down and being low very well may cause hot flashes, but may not. (laughs) And it's interesting because some people ask us, how how do you know? And if blood work is only a, a... point in time. So that only gives you that day's estrogen level, right? Or the average, it averages the estrogen level over a a small period of time. And because estrogen could be up in the morning and down in the afternoon, I mean, that's what makes it roller coaster and so wonky because it can plummet. And one of the things you and I have talked to several people about um, several of our clients with is that we can be doing so many wonderful things for ourselves and still have these side effects and we think we're going crazy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's so true. It's so true. Because hot flashes may be like the, the standard symptom of going through perimenopause and menopause, but there is so many more things that people go through and everybody's different. Like we'll keep saying that over and over again. Yeah. So, I mean, I think one of the other things that's a little bit standard, but again, it's so variable are mood swings. I think for me, sometimes, uh, I, I shocked myself a few times as, as I'm, I'm still in perimenopause. This is Wendy. And I would call it rage sometimes mm. and kind of think, well, who is that person? And how did, how did that just happen? And it's, it's rare for me, thank goodness. But knowing that uh, this is a side effect made me a little bit more gentle with not being angry with myself for being angry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or uh having having the fe- natural feelings that I was having. Yeah. Help me relax about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the, uh, having compassion because you understand what's happening. Your body is is shifting. It's it's sort of the opposite of puberty, but it, we have a lot of the same symptoms <laughs> as right. as those girls. So, um that's that's what it's all about. It's a lot of moodiness it's a lot of uh irritability sometimes uh and sleep disturbances yeah those are all things that may happen kind of mush brain too if that i'm sure that's you know just a little bit of forgetfulness or not finding words or almost a kind of a spaced out feeling of some sort of like this really wonky energy zap you know um and other times energy kind of being through the roof. So it's, yeah, this it's is all normal. And we're having this conversation because we, we, we want to make sure that we talk more about it as women. I think right. there's not enough time, energy, resources, money, study done in this field. Absolutely. And so the more we talk about it with each other, the more we can hold space for this graceful period. And period. Ha ha. Uh, <laughs> well, one of the other things about this time of life is that so many people hate on it. Yeah, it's true. Because it's, it's different. It, and it can be uncomfortable for some people physically and mentally because of yeah. that, because of all the things we just mentioned. And it's, it's getting used to the new body in a way. You, you, yeah, It's like you have to get to know yourself again, because everything's changing. It just like again reverse puberty right. and it's it's like all here you go you have a hormonal process that now you have a different body than you did 10 years ago so it's a it's a getting used to it's having compassion and patience and curiosity about it yeah well and that just made me think at the time of this recording we've got lots of butterflies in the gardens right now it's just that's the it's the time of year that butterflies are here and when you are getting to know your body again, you know, you from a caterpillar to a butterfly, <laughs> talk about change, you know, but it really is learning, learning the tools of, of, of this new phase. And one other idea that I think is really important for us to remember as we age is the choice that we have about, about how it happens. Yeah. And Debbie, you were talking about this fork in the road, right? with me the other day. And I love this analogy. That's right. Because in in midlife, we do both men and women, we come to this point in our life around midlife, 
where we can see ahead of us the left fork of the road and the right fork of the road. And the left fork of the road is, oh, I'm getting older. I'm going over the hill. Here comes disease and breakdown and limiting things. And, and you know, life is just going to suck from here on out because everything goes downhill, physically, mentally, everything. Well, the other fork is, oh, here I am at middle age. I can't do what I used to do, but my mind is way more stable and I have more wisdom and I can I have the the depth of time to see things and to understand myself and the world can open up into a brand new beautiful place that's different than where you were before but just as beautiful if not more beautiful because you're choosing to live and to continue down the road not go down a hill <laughs> maybe you're even going up a new hill <laughs> so right it's the idea of, do I choose this fork or do I choose this fork? And with that fork in the road that knowing that we have a choice, like we can, we can make this time much more beautiful than the world has painted for us. As our research continues to unfold, we see women in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, creating completely new paths for themselves, writing books, going on adventures, starting a, a whole new fitness routine. You know, they're, they're really, there's such an opportunity to redesign our life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I did a little bit of that myself in my 40s. I'm 52 turning 53 this year and in my 40s something I read that talked about sarcopenia in yeah. your 40s your muscles starting to break down if you do not do strength training or, or do anything that will build muscle and I remember thinking oh no if I don't move forward I'm going to be going backwards and so I started strength training in my 40s and little did I know along this route I would end up feeling better than I've ever felt in my entire life I feel stronger. I feel fitter. I feel it's just so much better. Who knew if you had told me 20 years ago, you're going to feel great at 53, because I don't know that I had that mindset back then that being 53 could be a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just nailed something that's so important is the mindset because we going back to the choice, right? And the mindset of adopting a new world that we can create for ourselves. And I want to highlight that whole thing about muscle, because that is actually one of the things that is kind of tough for us. It's another tough thing for women, because when our estrogen drops, our ability to form muscle actually reduces as well. And so we really do have to work harder at creating the muscle than we used to. And I don't know about you, but I want to continue gardening and sailing and doing the everyday activities yeah. that I do today, well into my 80s, 90s. Absolutely. And beyond. That's right. And you can. And that's the that's the word is you can. You know, that I was we were also talking about the word or the phrase I can't. I can't mm. do this anymore or yeah. I can't do that. These this limiting talk. Yes, of course. Practically, we are unable to do some of the things that we could have done in our younger years. 
But again, it's just taking a different route. It's just saying, all right, this route might not be open to me anymore, but let me go on this other route, which is just as beautiful in a different way. And it's, again, all the way you think about it. It's this new mindset. And that's the way it is. I I remember, I'm a tennis player, and I remember watching, when I was younger even, watching what I called little old ladies playing tennis. They didn't move (laughs) a whole lot. But my goodness, they placed the ball in the perfect places to win the win the points. And I remember thinking, wow, this is how they play tennis and can play really quality tennis, too, is that they refine their game to place the shots so well because they can't move the way they used to move. And that's sort of an analogy of what we need to do. It's like you need to modify what you're doing in order to continue to do what you love and still do it really well in a different way. This process of perimenopause, menopause is is like sort of the flag, the transition flag saying, okay, we're going to open a new world to you. You decide which work way are you going to (laughs) go? That's right. And if you're interested in the the fork that leads down this beautiful, strong, vibrant life, that's what we do as coaches is we help you figure that out. We help you navigate all these changes that are happening uh, in your body and help you get to know your body a little bit more because it can be a really foreign experience and don't do it alone. You've got a whole tribe of women (laughs) riding this uh, roller coaster with you. And uh, we've got some really spectacular tools to help you through it. That's right. We're hoping your menopausal phase is a great transition for you in so many ways. And again, if you do want to join a group or join us and and how to navigate it a little bit smoother, we're here. And if you like this podcast and you want to share it with friends, we would love for you to hit the share button, hit the like button and provide any kind of commentary. If you have something you'd like for us to riff on and have a discussion on or dive deep into please send us a message we'd love to communicate with you